Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Well, 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 Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live on this Sunday, 7th of June, 2020. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Man, oh, feels good to be back in the captain's chair. It's been a while since we've been uh, running these uh, podcast things, talking about boxing. feel like we're on a little bit of a sabbatical for quite some time. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have boxing coming back. On the night, two days from now, a little different than what we're normally uh, used to. Having fights on Tuesday is somewhat of an oddity, but uh, I'm guessing with the way the venue scheduling and all that with this, due to recent concerns of COVID-19 nonsense that we see around everywhere. So um, we got some fights coming up at the MGM uh, this Tuesday, and uh, can't say that I'm more than happy to be speaking about it because, quite frankly, you know, i just been on the leave, man. Ain't nothing around. I don't really, uh, I don't know, speculations of other fights and all that stuff don't really interest me. I've just been waiting for the real thing to get back. So now that it is back, well, that signal's out, man. Um, but there's a whole lot going on in the world. I've uh, been hearing, uh, heard last week's podcast that uh, Willow put up with JP and Simon, and, uh, and then obviously the Relatively Black and Fat podcast with my JP, the, the new sports center. Good shit, man. I, I've been uh, I've been missing out on some of these shows because it's just like uh, I've been waiting for for this thing right here to drop so we can get back to doing what we normally do, back to the regular scheduled program as we always say around here. Uh, but you know, <clears throat> this year has been crazy already. Every month we ain't had a good month. The only good news we got about this one coming up is that we got basketball and we got boxing back and all that good stuff. But um, uh, a lot of things going on that, for me and a lot of people that, you know, that I'm cool with and all, man, like, this whole, um, to touch on quickly with everything that was going on involved with the recent um, unfortunate circumstances that had uh, happened over in Minneapolis and that's been, you know, spread like a wildfire around the world, like, you know, all these countries and, and everyone getting together in, you know, solidarity. Uh, it's pretty cool, man. You can see how much uh, that had an impact on today's society. And um, the movement's been great, man. I've, I've uh, spoke to friends out in uh, my man Champ Robinson out in – he's a writer out in Oregon. Um, he was at a protest yesterday and peaceful protest and all that good stuff. Um, you know, you got to mention that part in there because they like to – they like to uh, – to hijack the narrative and things like that. So, um, but to see 
all the good that has come through this. It's been pretty awesome, man. Um, I was always riding with Cap in 2016 when he had first dropped out, which was an unpopular thing to do. And, um, you know, I had worked with the uh, Visalia Delta here, uh, a city up from me, a newspaper working with the uh, uh, sports column <clears throat> with my man Quinn Robinson that I was just talking about, Champ Robinson out in Oregon. And uh, did a couple of high school uh, football games, and then once that anthem hit, boom, 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 you know, your boy was just – I sat down, and long story short, you lose your opportunity because of political stances, like Colin Kaepernick. Same for me, which whatever at the time. It's just funny to see how everybody comes back in uh, – well, not comes back, but four years around, and now all of a sudden it's the, you know, he was uh, doing the right thing all along, and I like to see that. And a progression of human nature in itself. I think that a lot of people um, got really woke to this, and we kind of needed that in, a, in society. It's, it's bad the way it happened, but I feel like this is actually doing something. So hopefully we can see some progression to, to, the, to the standpoint of where your children's children could grow up in an equal world. But I'll leave it at that. Anyways, um, man, it's been really chill out here, bro. I mean, today, actually, yesterday as well. The day before that, Thursday, it was like 105 out here. Heating in the Central Valley, man. Um, and then Friday, it dropped down to 84. Saturday, it dropped down to 80. And right now, it's a beautiful 72 degrees. I'm over here in JP's neck of the woods type of a, uh, a weather climate out here in the San Joaquin Valley of Central California. It's windy. The sun's out. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful start to the day, and it's not going to get much hotter than 74 degrees, so I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, got my coffee in, and uh, I'm ready to break into some of these uh, subjects here that we got going on some of these fights. Just to give you a quick little rundown before I uh, take it to the guys, um, <clears throat> we will be talking about boxing coming back, uh, promoted by top rank uh, at MGM, as we discussed earlier. Excuse me if I get this set up. Um, uh, yeah, Shakur Stevenson's going to be in action. He's going to be, uh, you know, headline of the card. Um, always good to see Shakur Stevenson. Uh, he's going to be going against uh, Felix Carball, who uh, seems like a game opposition in the Super featherweight uh, division. Um, also, uh, only on the card is going to be Michaela Jocelyn Mayer facing Helen Joseph. Uh, uh, game opposition with 17 victories, four defeats, two uh, draws, and 10 wins by KO. Uh, we'll be running down those two fights that are coming up. Uh, we got Freddie Roach saying Manny Pacquiao wants to get uh, to a nine-division champion against none other than Gennady, whatever, Gennady, Golovkin. Uh, Gennadyevich, I think his middle name, something like that. Excuse me, gentlemen. Ah, this shit right here. So, uh, Conor McGregor also will be in the news today because he uh, announced retirement last night via Twitter and uh, led to some speculation saying, hey, you know, maybe Dana White ain't paying him shit still. And uh, him and Oscar been in some a battle of words. And, uh, hey, maybe we could see an exhibition match between Oscar De La Hoya and Conor McGregor, which verbally agreed on in some shots exchanged on Twitter. Oh, Oscar, you know, sometimes he just 
can't help himself. But, um, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about uh, on these fights and uh, hypotheticals at the very end. So, uh, nonetheless, I'm not sure where my partner's at right now, but I'm pretty sure if I had to put some money on, he'd be back in Houston, Texas, or Scrooston, as they call it out there. Well, uh, man, it feels good to be back on here, man. Uh, Top of the morning to you, my brother. How you doing? Man, man, doing good, man. Um, Great to have you back on. Uh, Feels good to be out here doing the show. You know, not early in the morning for me, early in the morning for y'all, but, you know, almost midday. But, yeah, man, uh, we got boxing is back. You know, it's not really necessarily back because when you're looking at the schedule, we got, what, a fight Tuesday, we got a fight Thursday, and then there's nothing for a while. But hopefully that sort of – that sort of changes and we start getting a little more, a little more boxing going on. I think the next schedule fight is supposed to be, well, no, there's a fight on the 11th. So yeah, I'll take that back. So yeah, I think the boys versus Joe Joyce is supposed to fight on 11th. That should be a pretty good card. Euro guys fight, man. So yeah, boxing is back. Um, hopefully, you know, we got, NBA coming back soon with this, uh, you know, this Disney league going on. Can't wait for that. All of them with no fans. So we'll see exactly how that goes. Um, yeah, man, but I'm ready to talk about this boxing coming up, man. And, uh, you know, no justice, no peace. Yes, sir, man. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going to be coming back, man. And it's good to see boxing getting, um, in the swing of things as we all know. This uh, coronavirus has been it's been kind of hell, man. But it feels like uh, I mean, so far we're just gonna put that in that rearview mirror for a few seconds. Guess what, and, uh, <laughs> coronavirus, <laughs> coronavirus, that is real. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you got that there. Well, I was waiting for it actually for the first time. Normally I can't stand that shit, but I wanted to hear that one right now, so it's good. Um, but, yeah, the coronavirus has fucked everything up, man. It's fucked everything up. And uh, we didn't expect it to be like this. I know I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect it to be this long. But now it appears that we've got a light at the end of the tunnel, and that's a good thing, man. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see some of these things back. We've seen uh, on Twitter Vegas is open. The casinos is back. Everybody's shoulder to shoulder with sneezing and coughing on each other. Um, you know, so all appears to be right in the world. Um, for the time being, but well, let's talk about this boxing. Let's talk about this boxing, man. What we got um, up to start, or actually main eventing Tuesday night. Yeah, my dude from Puerto Rico, man, uh, Felix Carvalho. I gotta look and see what the odds are gonna be on this fight and how big of an underdog he's gonna be, because we all know he's gonna be an underdog against Shakur Stevenson. Uh, but you know, uh, you can see uh, that he's coming off of, uh, um, you know. Five victories in a row, uh, three of those by stoppage. So, you know, he's got a little bit of a steam rolling up <clears throat> against Shakur Stevenson. And everybody's had a couple, a little layoff and all that good stuff because of uh, coronavirus, as we just spoke on. But, you know, uh, Shakur Stevenson's coming off a pretty damn hot hand himself, taking care of some guys in early fashion. And we all know about Shakur Stevenson and how much of a, uh, how much of a, Shining prospect he is, and how much of a um, politically correct fighter would be given a win, like Polly Malinaji would say. But 
I'm not going to say this is a walk in the park. I think this is going to be a game fight, and if Shakur Stevenson could look impressive, which um, <clears throat> I want to see some new wrinkles to his game. I want to see uh, I want to see him just face a little bit of adversity, and I think that Calabar will be able to get it to him. And uh, I want to see Shakur Stevenson just take that next leap. Yesterday, or the day before, I'm not sure, Top Rank had uh, posted a throwback video. Everybody has a start. And you had Terrence Crawford with some shit locks like Reggie on um, on a, uh, the Nutty Professor, and I showed him what a crazy knockout, and uh, just kind of like that moment, you know, where a star is born type shit. We know Shakur Stevenson got the goods, but you know, one thing just that one moment where it propels him in the uh, public perspective into a, the same eye in the same category as most Pierce boxing fans see where Shakur Stevenson is and where he can go. Um, well, I'm excited about this fight, man. I think that uh, I'm more so excited that sports and boxing is just back in general. But not only that, Peter Carballo is not going to be no punk out there to Shakur Stevenson, and I think that's going to make for a good fight. What do you think about this fight that's going to be headlining the card on Tuesday, bro? It's, uh, it's ironic because Shakur Stevenson, I think he was that last guy. He was the, the – the guy that was supposed to fight last. I think him and Michaela Mayer were on the same card, if, I, if I'm right. They were supposed to fight. Um, yeah, and the were. day of, it got, it got canceled um, back in probably, I don't know, February or March or oh, something Oh, yeah, like you're that. right about that. I remember because they yeah, were so, ready and the camp was all finished up and shit. You're right. I forgot about that. <clears throat> yeah, I think, yeah, because we were talking about it, and it was like, are there, is it happening? It is happening, and then it, it didn't happen maybe like a day before or the same day. They um they yeah. said it wasn't gonna happen because they they were gonna go with no crowd because they were gonna they were gonna do no crowd and then they said never mind they just axed it man so you know it's good to see first boxer back on the scene it's the last one that was supposed to be up Shakur Stevenson um you know you're saying it's supposed to be a good fight I'm not sure about that the odds are looking at uh Carballo Carbayo how do you say his name is uh plus 1,600, and Shakur Stevenson is minus 10,000. So uh, you got to bet $100. You got to bet $10,000 to get $100, and $100 to get you 1,600 for a Caballo. So, uh, Hold on. yeah, man. Shakur Stevenson is minus, is minus 10,000? Minus 10,000. That's <laughs> what these odds say on sportsmetting.com. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, so – uh, so they're fighting for that uh, vacant WBO. Uh, well, no, not the vacant. They're fighting for Shakur Stevenson WBO featherweight championship that he got against uh, Joette Gonzalez um, sometime last year. But, uh, yeah, man, like like you said, I'm excited for boxing. You know, not necessarily excited for this fight. looks like this guy, Caballo, just started boxing. He started fighting at 20 years old. And uh, Shakur Stevenson won a gold medal at 19, or a silver medal at 19 in the Olympics. So, you know, it's going to probably be a mismatch, as the odds are telling you. But I'm looking forward to, you know, just seeing what, just seeing what's going on. Back, just getting boxing back in the swing of things. Um, you know, not the greatest fight. I think the women's fight are probably, from what I'm reading, should be a little better fight than this. But yeah, we need Stevenson to step it up. He's going to be on a – well, it's on a Tuesday, so I don't know how big the platform is going to be. But, you know, live live sports coming back on. Uh, well, 
fly boxing coming back on. I think he'll probably get a lot of eyes. He needs to go ahead and make a statement. This is a tune-up uh, for something bigger and better, hopefully. Maybe he'll go up to uh, 130 or he'll go up to uh, junior lightweight maybe. So we'll see how it goes, man. I'm looking forward to the fight, like you said. More looking forward to boxing than this fight necessarily, but I'll be checking it out, and I'll be looking for Stevenson to get some kind of uh, crucial knockout maybe in the sixth, sixth or seventh round, some kind of uh, TKO stoppage. Oh, shit, my dad had that sound messed up there. Uh, yeah, dude, I, look, man, I'm just be honest and put my cards all on the table. I'm just hoping for a good fight because I don't want to see my Puerto Rican brother get his ass beat like that. But I hope to see some fireworks coming out. And um, like you said, it's a good platform, man. This is the time to take advantage oh, my of bad. what you got. So Yo. this isn't, this isn't for this isn't for his featherweight belt. His, this is a junior lightweight fight. So, uh, so yeah, he's taking this fight at junior lightweight. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Uh, well, like you said, man, this is a, a good platform. So you got, I mean, really no sports coming up until, like we said, uh, UFC's been uh, doing, a, I think this is their second show yesterday they did during this uh, pandemic. Um, no, it might have been there four. It seems like they're going every week. Yeah, because oh, we got because there was one last week. Then there was there's been two real UFCs. So yeah, this is their second like pay per view, I believe. But then they had fights on over the weekends too. So they've been going hard. UFC's been going hard. I know Dana's been racking up some pretty good numbers with that shit too. Uh, <clears throat> Okay, so so we had that UFC. We had Tom Brady uh, golfing against Peyton Manning and the last dance. That's pretty much what everybody's been talking about in sports media. So right now is a pretty good time. So if, if Shakur Stevenson can put on a damn good performance, being on it's going to be on ESPN, so you don't have to go ESPN Plus like, ES, um, like UFC's been doing. Uh, so uh, you could get some really, really big notoriety, unlike any – other time because of the, you know, circumstances at hand. Uh, over here in California, we still don't lock down until Friday, so you got a chance where you get everybody still inside and all that type of shit, you know. Bars and gyms are opening up on Friday in California, so, uh, you know, everyone's going to be pins and needles until that point comes. You could get a big uh, a big crowd on this one, man. Put a, put a damn good exclamation point on your opposition or a good fight in general. You could be, um, you know, having yourself a segment on Undisputed Wednesday morning or something like that. So this is a really good time for Shakur Stevenson, Michaela Mayer, and those uh, young prospects that are going to be on the card. And uh, I'm hoping for a damn good fight, man. I want to see something um, with – it's going to be interesting, too. I had this idea that the no crowd and all that shit, like, yeah, people get bummed out. You miss the – the energy and uh, the electricity from the fans and things of that nature. But, you know, one thing I did notice, the, I seen the first UFC fight that they had put on when they got back. And then I seen the ones last night. But um, without the crowd, man, you can hear these sounds. And not only that, I think it's good for the fighters, too. 
sometimes fighters get in a match where, um, you know, they might throw something and it looks like they hit, the crowd could, you know, egg them on and they might, you know, just uh, falling into a trap, so to speak, because, uh, you know, sometimes the crowd, they get you hyped, a la Manny Pacquiao against my man Will Marquez, where he got slept. Crowd got him all hyped into it, start doing some dumb shit, boom. So without that kind of crowd energy like that, you might be able to avoid some situations like that. So I want to see what it's going to be like. This is going to be interesting to see, hear, uh, hear and see how this uh, boxing match is going to happen. But um, Kurt Stevens has got to do it, man. he got to do it. Any final thoughts on this fight, Willis? Oh, no, no, man. I'm, just, I'm with you. Um, Shakur, he has to, he has to do something. I think this is probably an opponent that he can do something against, make a big, uh, make a big name for himself. Uh, you know, a bigger name because he is the best out of the, the young guys. You know, um, Devin Haney, Tiafimo Lopez, the real Garcia, Ryan Garcia, and Shakur Stevenson. These are the young guys that are and. Uh, What's my name? Is it Oscar Valdez? Not Oscar Valdez. What's my man? What's the welterweight's name? Uh, the guy uh, from Texas. What's his name? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't I can't remember his name all the time, but uh, yeah, we're a little. You know, right he's. Now, folks. I know who you're talking about. I can't think of the name right now. But yeah, yeah but he's a true Shakur, <laughs> Yeah, Shakur Stevens is, is is probably he's supposed to be the better out of all these guys, and he and he just needs to prove it. So, um, uh, yeah. This isn't a fight where he's going to prove that he's the best, but he can make a name for himself, get him a good knockout, be on ESPN, big platform, Tuesday night. People aren't, uh, people don't have anything going on, so, unless they're protesting. So, yeah, man, hopefully he does good. Like I said, I'm looking for the knockout. I think he'll get it done. Yeah, I think so, too, man. I think so, too. He definitely could be able to uh, make a name for himself right now, man. This is a good time. This is a really good time. People are, man, I swear, I was watching, uh, yesterday I was uh, chilling, I was chilling playing some COD and I needed a, a grub break, so I was like, hey, let me put on this UFC real quick, warm some food up, and then, uh, <laughs> and boy, Joe Rogan can sell you a goddamn, man, he can sell ice to an Eskimo, bro, I'm over here listening to the tail of the tape, and I don't know shit about these guys. But the way Joe Rogan's selling him off to be, shit, I thought I was in for an Ali Frazier type fight. Turned out to be dog shit. Point being, me being a casual UFC fan, seeing this, like, that information was, like, going into my head, bro, and I was thinking, like, okay, I, w- I was starting to feel some sort of, like, uh, like, a feel for the fight. So if it goes the other way around for casual boxing fans who jump on the scene, since it's going to be on ESPN, um... You know, you could. Uh, I still remember shit about both these fighters yesterday, so it could it could work that way uh, in the in a boxing game on Tuesday. Someone could just you know be casually walking into um, enjoying a, a fight. We'll see how that goes. But uh, on to the next man, man. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. <clears throat> so on the undercard, obviously they're gonna be bringing out the. Uh, the looks and all that as uh, Michaela Mayer. Michaela Jocelyn Mayer. Hey, show some respect. It's the co-main event. Not the undercard. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I thought I said that. My bad. Yeah, I... flipping. I was over here getting ahead of myself. Co-main event. 
Michaela, Jocelyn, five KOs, and RC's main squeeze. Add that one too. Add that seven to the cap against Helen Joseph. Um, and uh, I've, I've, I've not seen much of uh, this Helen Joseph sister, but <clears throat> you know I, I see a lot of Michaela Mayer, and uh, yeah, she's in pretty good shape, man. Got the gold and black going on that we will be seeing. And, um, you know, that's just one good-looking woman who could beat your ass if you make a wrong statement. <clears throat> so I'm going to keep it professional here. And, um, yeah, from the glamour coming out. And, um, yeah, man, she's a beautiful woman. So, uh, anyways, you got Michaela Mann who's going to have a, uh, uh, a little bit of a height advantage as her opposition will be listed at 5'5", five five, while Michaela Mayer is at 5'10". Um, let me see. I believe she's at 5'10". Sounds like a little tall for me liking, but uh, that's all right. That's fine. That's okay, yeah. Um, she's going to be fighting um, Helen Joseph from Nigeria, 5'5", uh, five five, as I mentioned before, and Michaela Mayer will be at – no, she's 5'9". Okay, I knew it wasn't 5'10". So 5'9". And five, Michaela Mann with a little bit of a reach advantage, height advantage, you know, all that good stuff. And, um, you know, this is, uh, like you said, uh, Michaela was ready to get into action before this pandemic had hit. And, uh, you know, back in, uh, had to hit the gym, get back in the gym twice for one fight, so to speak. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to see it. Uh, I know that... um, this one right here, as much as I was saying for Shakur Stevenson to make an impact and do something, this one right here is for Michaela times two. Um, and, uh, you know, not for any kind of sexist reason or nothing like that. Like, the woman's got to show me something, man. Nothing like that. But I don't know why I did a country voice. But, anyways, Michaela, because she, as I mentioned, being very beautiful and all that good stuff, she has a chance to to really get her name into the star realm, you know, uh, as far as where the ceiling could go in her early career. Um, yeah, man, this one right here, you can really put off a – I mean, look at last night, UFC's headline, uh, Amanda Nunes, and I don't know what other woman she fought. I forget the name of it. But these women out here, man, it, there's, a, uh, there's a big market for um, – Beauty and talent. I know Nunez, you know, has the, you know, talent. I'm not saying about the beauty part. Maybe some people think she looks good. I don't know. Not my cup of tea. But you could, uh, you could make the, uh, you could start boiling up or fueling up the, uh, the rocket pack, man, and just strap it to Michaela's shoulders and see how high she could go. So uh, this is a big chance for Michaela Mayer, and she has a chance to make some uh, breakout news and uh, headlines for herself with a lot of women's movement that we have going on and things like that. Um, WNBA players wanting to get paid the same amount of money as LeBron James and all that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm uh, even more excited about this fight. Um, you know, I think uh, I'm going to have to – you know, normally I, I, I have uh, – invite people over to watch fights and all that. And I kind of want to do that for this one, you know, have my boys come over and, you know, we all chill, have some drinks and finally watch some fights. But, uh, 
you know, this one right here, I might just, uh, you know, dim the light, open up a bottle of wine, and, uh, you know, enjoy this fight by myself, you know? So uh, I'm looking forward to this one. What's your take on it, bro? Yeah, man, uh, you know, when it comes to Michaela Mayer, she's one of the premier women's boxers out there, you know. Her and Layla Ali are holding it down for the American. I mean, Layla Ali. Her and Clarissa Shields are holding it down for for the American boxing, uh, women's boxing. Um, she's on her way. She's trying to. She's slowly climbing up to get a championship status. Trying to get a a, a fight for the belt. Um, this is another stepping stone for her. You know, like we said, it's a co-main event. She done made made herself a, a co-main eventer now. Um, her and Shakur Stevenson. So. Yeah, this is a big opportunity for her. Um, the odds are looking like she's at 2,000. I think she's at minus 2,000. And then the uh, other lady is at the other lady is at not plus 900. So it's a little closer than the, than the main event. Um, but, yeah, this is supposed to be the tougher fight of the night. It's supposed to be her toughest fight. Haven't seen – the uh, South African woman fight before, so I don't, you know, I can't really go off of anything except uh, she has a little more experience, more knockouts, uh, 17 wins with, I believe, 10 knockouts. So she, she's she got a little pop. So we'll see what Michaela Mayer has. And as she goes on her way to um, championship, she's been calling out this one girl. I can't, I was trying to look it up to see her name. She's been calling out this this one girl, uh, I guess is a champion. I believe she's the champion yeah. of the, of the uh, featherweight division, and she uh, took. Uh, I think Michaela is her mandatory in the WBC. I forget her name off the top of my head. I'll look it up right now. But um, she chose to fight. I think the 18th ranked uh, in the weight class instead of Michaela, so she was pretty pissed off about that. Yeah, I seen her going back and forth with that with that uh, woman. So, you know, she's on her way, man. Like you said, she's a. Uh, she can make a star of herself in this boxing game. Uh, UFC has showed us that, you know, women's fighting is on the rise. And boxing, they've been doing a good job of showcasing women's boxing the last couple of years. So here's another opportunity for her to make her way up the rankings. And, you know, we'll see what she's got. Like I said, this should be some easy, easy work, you know, a unanimous decision. Yep. I don't know if she'll get the knockout, but she'll probably be unanimous decision, some easy work for her. And she made to make a name for herself on ESPN, man, as the co-main event. So, looking forward to that. And, yeah, I mean, not the greatest fight. It's not championship boxing going on, but at least we get to see a little something, something to whet our appetites. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I agree with everything you just said, man, and that uh, the, the odds are interesting. Um, but – uh, it's just, it, bro, there's a lot of there's a lot of money to be made in, with these women fighters, man. I mean, you know, even the old pervert Bob Arum, you know, like I think last time when they had the uh, Fury Schwartz fight, Michaela came out there, and you know, Bob Arum was over here boasting about how these are the most beautiful women to be fighting each other that I can ever remember. Fucking clown, you dirty old man. But anyways. Um, let me just say this. Dim the light. So, Michaela, from me to you, I would like to just say I'm your biggest fan. 
And I'm a big fan of your parents' work. And I want to wish you good luck in this fight on Tuesday. Hope you make it out the ring safe. No harm. Not a nail broke. Turned in. And um, I'll be seeing you in your next fight, that's for sure. Hopefully in the stand. But that's it. Moving along. Man, did you see her... uh... Her Instagram, she's posting the, I guess the the outfit she's wearing for, for uh, yep. for what you call it. Like she's gonna be in the all black bikini lining, huh? You enjoying that? <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. You know I see that. I got post notifications turned on from Michaela Mayer on IG, so and Twitter. So uh, yeah, I like it, man. I like it. It's gonna be a like I said. I don't know. I might not invite nobody over. It might just be. Mommy daddy time over here, you know? But we'll see. We'll see. Um Terry Harper, <laughs> I believe. Terry Harper is the name we were talking about who she was calling out. Oh WBC yeah, Junior yeah. Lightweight Titleist Terry Harper. <laughs> yeah. I had to shake my head a little bit. Okay. Yeah, now back focusing again. Yeah. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but Michaela was tripping on her. And uh, you know, she hasn't I mean she um she gave a thanks. Um, on her Instagram to um, to this uh, lady that she's fighting right now. Um, I guess it's hard for Michaela to get a fight right now. A lot of people ducking and diving. How many times have we heard that? But now it's in the women's division. Michaela Mayer definitely being pushed up uh, pretty pretty big by top rank, you know, deservedly so. Um, you know, she's uh, she's being avoided now, which uh, you know, Terry Belter Harper. That's funny. Yeah, so they're going back at it for a little bit, but seems like everything uh, will figure itself out in the end. And um, yeah, Michaela Mayer, man, the real deal. That's my this main squeeze. So anyway, moving along, man, moving on back to back to boxing, back to boxing. So, uh, Yo Willow, we got um, your guy Manny Pacquiao. He over here. I'm talking real big and bad right now, thinking that he wants to go up. 160 and fight the one Gennady Gennadyevich Golovkin and try to get nine division titles under his belt. That's crazy. Or is it? I don't know. I don't know. The Manny Pacquiao I seen against Keith Thurman and the Gennady Golovkin I seen against Dervichenko. Boy, I tell you, that's a meeting in the middle if I ever seen one. I might have a crazy take about this one, man, but I like Pacquiao's chances against Gennady Golovkin. I never thought Golovkin was shit in the first place. Check the archives at On the Grind Boxing, 2012 or 2014 and up. It's never sold on the man, especially after we've seen his last performance against Dervichenko. He's just a fucking bully. We've seen him beat the shit out of guys nobody's worried about, and he looks good at doing it. Um, who is that fucking... Scrub's name that he fought, Willa, the uh, the the year Canelo um, didn't fight on Cinco de Mayo, and Golovkin did, and he fought a dude that hadn't fought in two years. I can't fucking remember his name right now off the top of my head. There's a fucking bona fide scrub that everybody knows. Um, let me look it up right now uh, on the box truck because, I mean, what, what, what I'm saying, Golovkin, though, man, that's just Golovkin. I always thought that it was, you know, fool's gold from day one. Um 
Yeah, it was a black guy. guy no, nah, he's a Mexican dude, I believe. Uh, I believe he's a Mexican dude. Yeah. Hold on, let me see. Uh, but yeah, man, Gennady Golovkin, bro. I was never fucking sold on this guy ever in my life, you know. Um, and uh, now we're talking about Manny Pacquiao giving a, a possibility of getting in the ring with Gennady Golovkin maybe later on this year, something like that. I mean, because Freddie Roach came out and said, Look, let me bring up the quote real quick. That way I don't try to misconstrue some shit. Um, so uh, Manny Pacquiao aims to become a night world, a nine-weight world champion. According to Fred Roach, Manny Pacquiao is aiming to become a nine-weight world champion. Is considering a sensational step up to middleweight division to face Gennady Golovkin in his next fight a little too much. Um, and that was by uh, uh, by a boxing with Chris Mannix interviewing Freddie Roach uh, in a possible showdown with the two. Well, is it is it far-fetched and way too optimistic, possibly packed-hearted of people, to think that Manny Pacquiao can move up to 160 and face Gennady Golovkin in a world title match? Yeah, man. I think, um, you know, when it comes to Manny, he's probably, you know, he's the most decorated fighter of our time. So maybe, maybe even of all times, um, a eight division world champion. He's trying to go nine for four um, decades. Willis, with, the only fighter to be a, a world champion in four in four decades, bro, from late nineties. Yeah, man, was that nineties, two thousand, two thousand ten, two thousand twenties? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how he how he did that, but. Well, we know how he did it. And maybe he has that secret specialty that will give him, you know, to skip skip junior middleweight and go all the the way to middleweight and beat another Asian champion, uh, Triple G. But I think, you know, Manny's too small for a lot of welterweights. Um, Keith Thurman gave him the beating of his life, the last fight that he had, you know, he didn't knock him out, but he gave him, he gave him a pretty good beating. Uh, Manny Pacquiao, he's on his way down. But Triple G also is on his way down. But Triple G is going to outweigh Manny by probably 20 pounds or so. And um, I don't see Manny doing that. I think it's probably all talk, maybe a, a gesture to try to get, you know, people to think he's serious and may, may want to fight him before he throws it all away. Uh but yeah, Triple G's were gonna be a little bit too big. Now Manny might have a chance for a little bit with him being faster in the in and out style, but eventually it'll catch up with him and uh unless Manny's on that supreme platinum package, he really has no chance of going up to middleweight, man, skipping junior middleweight. Stop even as a small as a small welterweight going up to middleweight, I think that's sort of crazy, man. But you know, if anyone can do it, Manny can. You know, Manny is, besides Floyd, you know, the second best in the second best we've seen fight. Um, so, you know, ain't, uh, yeah, ain't no I hate mean, against I don't know, him. Man. Triple G just like, well, I don't know. It just seems like a match made in heaven if they're both the same size. We just have Pacquiao being very little moving up. We see Pacquiao fight big dudes like, um, uh, what the fuck is that? Antonio Margarita. Margarita, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've seen that fucking 
that fucking scrub. He had a very big, very, very big height advantage on Manny Pacquiao. And uh, Pacquiao was able to, you know, just get in and out, in and out, as we fashionably see him do. And, um, uh, oh, yeah, uh, just for the reminder for everybody, the scrub I was talking about, Vanez Matarotian. Vanez Matarotian, that fucking, uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, he's a, a Armenian fucking hairy bastard. So that's what the scrub Golovkin fought in 2018, who didn't fight since 2016 once against Arizlani Lara, lost by Udina and fought back in 2015. So that's the scrub I was talking about. But, um, man, I don't know. I could just see the way Triple G looked. I can't get over it against uh, Derbachenko. We all know Pacquiao has that straight, and they got that jab all day. And it seems like that's Golovkin's biggest weakness. He's just so big and stupid. He don't know how to get out of the way of a fucking jab. He just walked forward and tried to break Manny Pacquiao's fist with his face. That's how I see it. So, yeah, I might have the Pacquiao juice. I mean, uh, Pacquiao, sipping the Pacquiao juice a little bit. Will it go ahead? Yeah, I was about to say, man, Pacquiao is too small. It don't matter. He got, you know, when Keith Thurman wanted to walk him down, he was able to do it. Uh, Keith Thurman is, I mean, he's way faster than Golovkin, but he's also probably he's not as big. You know, it might look good for a little bit for maybe two or three rounds until Manny started getting beat up, and that's that's the type of thing that'll make Manny's wife crying and on the sideline. Man, this will probably be a beating of all beatings. I don't want to see that happen to Manny. I like Manny, you know, contrary to belief. I like Manny. I want to see him do good, and this wouldn't be a smart idea to jump up classes to fight a champion. And he's small at the weight class he's in. Nine, you know, nine weight classes he wants to go up. You know, that you're already small, man. He can't do it. Don't do it, Manny. (laughs) I mean, ain't nothing wrong with it. Just don't do it. This is going to be a great fight, man. Golovkin's not that good and Pacquiao's not that big. It's a perfect meeting in the middle. Yeah, but Pacquiao isn't Pacquiao anymore, you know. Like I said, even though he beat Keith Thurman, it was a close fight, and he was getting he was getting abused. I mean, Manny Pacquiao got beat up against Keith Thurman. His last fight, he got beat up. He doesn't want to jump up, especially, you know, and get yeah. beat up by Golovkin. That was tarnish his career. Keith Thurman is in his prime, bro. He's just coming off a big win, and, you know, Golovkin, I don't know. I don't know if he's ever had a plan. But Golovkin ain't that fucking good, bro. I don't think – I mean, I think if anything, if Golovkin was the beat tag, it would probably be a boring-ass decision. I don't think I don't think Golovkin's got what it takes, man. I don't know if I'm just hype off this Pacquiao win off Keith Thurman, but Golovkin's been looking – I mean, Golovkin looking bad, bad. And I think Pacquiao – I think Pacquiao beat the shit out of him. Call me crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna call you crazy because that ain't happening. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I know. like Triple G more than I like. I mean, I like uh, Pacquiao more than I like Triple G, but that's not happening, man. Manny Pacquiao came in at what one 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 eighteen or something like that. Come on, man. <laughs> Where's it? Trying to figure out where you got this newfound confidence in Gennady, Gennady Golovkin. You can't get out of the way of yeah, he can't, but it doesn't matter. If if you outweigh a guy by 20 pounds, 
You can get hit with the you can get hit with the jab. Just keep on coming forward. Keep on coming forward until it's over. Oh man! So you start beating them into a bloody pulp. And it has nothing to do with Triple G skills. It's just a size. Bro, I I mean, this ain't Amir Khan we're talking about. You know, no Tim Khan. That guy will be able to take a punch. It'd be all right. What does Golovkin do? He can't do. What's he do that's special? I'm having a hard time trying to think of something. Nothing. I mean, he he doesn't do anything that's special anymore. But he does come forward and puts pressure on you. And as we saw, a, a smaller Keith Thurman was able to put pressure on Manny Pacquiao last fight. Okay. Okay. So let me ask so. you this, Willis. Okay. So let's say you're right. And it is, you know, if the future is destined to be what you say, and Pacquiao's get to get, you know, just beaten to a bloody pulp. Um, do you think Manny Pacquiao would be trying to get this fight for a big, you know, pay per view cash out or something like that against Golovkin? Do you think he might be looking for, you know, just to get his his last, you know, big ducats before he calls it quits? And I think he's got two more fights left. Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't. I think Freddie Roach is just talking. They may have discussed this, but I don't think Manny Pacquiao is even, even really thinking about fighting Triple G. It makes no sense. He has other fights he could fight that that are maybe a little less dangerous where he won't get beaten into a pulp. You know, he might get beat, but there's more fights besides this. I don't think uh, if he does, is it a cash grab? I don't know if the fight is that big of a fight. You know, Manny Pacquiao versus Triple G is that is that going to cash him out like that? I don't I know. Think, I think they have. I think they both have a, a, a kind of like a, not. A, they both have a weird big fan base. You know, like a lot of people think that a lot of people that are Pacquiao fans overrate him. You know, above Floyd, and a lot of Golovkin fans overrate him above. You know, guys like Canelo. They, there's still people out there who think that he won both fights against Canelo. You know, so they both have a weird fan base. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's 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 a big payout, and that's why I don't think Manny's taking it. Manny ain't that dumb, you know. Like I said, unless he's got that supreme platinum package, he ain't that dumb. Uh, well, you can't you can't say Seattle on the line or what? Like, you can't. Well, you got no proof of that stuff. Well, I don't say things like that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say he did. I said unless he does. You know, that's the only way he's got a chance if he has all those pimples <laughs> on his back. Yeah, you might be right, man. I don't know. I, I don't think it would be a cash grab myself. I think Pacquiao would believe in himself in a fight like that. Um, you know, I like the way uh, I like the way that it could be brought out, though. As I mentioned, they have a weird fan base, and uh, by that I mean that it could do some numbers between the two. You know what I mean? Um, so... It'd be interesting to say, man. Interesting to see, I should say, my bad. And uh, I don't know. This is just something that was kind of brought up. Uh, Oscar had said, I mean, not Oscar. Uh, Freddie had said that, uh, you know, the Mikey Garcia fight looks nice, but Pacquiao wants Gennady Golovkin, in which I believe that Freddie Roach said that he told Pacquiao he don't like the idea of it, but that's just what Manny Pacquiao um, had responded to him. So I don't know. We'll see uh, what happens uh, with the two. But 
All right, moving along, moving along, moving along. Let's see here. So um, last night I was chilling, and uh, I seen on the Twitterverse that uh, Conor McGregor had retired from the UFC. And automatically I started thinking, huh, wonder why he would do that, you know. And uh, they had uh, UFC fans really kind of up in arms and confused about it because, you know, he still has a big following over there as well. But um, he announced his retirement yesterday from MMA, which I believe was um, some sort of, uh, you know, loophole contractually and things like that. You might have something with uh, with uh, something with Conor being able to do whatever he wants, meaning he could go into boxing. As he's he's uh, you know he's mentioned it more than a few times. And uh, on May eighth. 2020, Oscar tweeted out, for the record, McGregor, I never challenged you. I just asked the question and simply spoke the truth, um, saying on Twitter to Conor McGregor before about having a fight, even though it was Oscar's idea. Oscar has always been on uh, Twitter very vocally a lot. On May 8th, on that same little on that same day, he tweets out, at Dana White, you're such a little, at Dana White, you're such a little bitch. Never laced up a glove other than being the boxing aerobics teacher, the Fertitta brothers are the ones who built the business, and you're lucky enough to just have 10% of UFC, little bitch. Hashtag. You got some, you got some beef going on there with Oscar De La Hoya and the UFC and uh, things like that. But, uh, you know, you, you've had this back and forth with, uh, with McGregor and uh, Oscar as McGregor had tweeted out on May 7th, I accept your challenge, Oscar De La Hoya. And, you know, Conor McGregor obviously don't want any more smoke with some of those guys in the UFC, such as, uh, you know, top dogs. We see him get his ass whipped. But he seemed more interested in some of these exhibition-type bouts. And uh, him and Oscar have been talking and things like that. But, uh, you know, I got to tell you, man, you never know with these two. They both, both of these guys, Conor McGregor and Oscar De La Hoya, may not like each other, but they have one thing in common, and that's that white. So ain't no telling what happens with these two guys on a Twitterverse at night. I'm just saying. Uh, well, I don't know. Could we be seeing Conor McGregor get back in the boxing ring now that he had hung up his four-ounce gloves that they have over in the UFC and being able to pretty much be his own boss at this point in time. And he's been um, adamant about having boxing matches um, as we've known that he wanted to get back in there with Floyd and he made all this nonsense saying that, you know, he whooped his ass next time around. But he's been, he's been talking to boxers and we've seen De La Hoya hop out the cars on TNZ calling out Conor McGregor, shadow boxing and shit like that. Is this one too far out, Willow, or could this make, or, or, could, could this make big ground, if anything, if they were to do something like that and make some money from this fight between <laughs> Old Man De La Hoya and Conor McGregor? Well, we've come to find out that when it comes to Conor McGregor, uh, you can't you can't say anything is impossible. Um, you know, with the UFC, it seems like they're having a lot of problems with their big-name guys, uh, John Jones saying that he wants mm-hmm. to get paid, Conor McGregor, out, you know, been saying he wants to get paid, so you know, is this real? Is Conor McGregor 
really retiring or is he is this a ploy for him to get more money from the UFC? Who knows? I'm sure he's under some kind of contract, so I don't know how that how that'll play out, but I would love to see him fight Oscar De La Hoya. I'd love to see him <laughs> fight Polly Malinaje, you know. I would love to see that happen just so you know, just for the entertainment purposes because like or dislike him, Conor McGregor is a very entertaining guy in the uh in the combat sports world. And without him, you know, ever since he's been losing and it hasn't been the same. And he'll probably still lose. But you know, I would I would like to see it happen. What he probably still lose to De La Hoya and and Polly Molly. No. De La Hoya probably still give him that work. Stop it. I don't know. I don't know how old De La Hoya is. Probably like fifty, fifty something. But yeah, you know, he'll probably give him that work, man. I don't, you know, Floyd beat him up easy. Uh, De La Hoya it might be a little tougher, but he'll he'll beat him. And Polly Malinaji, who's not really that old, he'll probably whip his ass too. All of them probably not. Oscar's about, only but... forty-seven. <laughs> oh, that's it, forty-seven. That ain't you know, that ain't that yeah. bad. That ain't that bad. So, yeah, man, I would love to see it happen. And do I think it's gonna happen? I doubt it. But like I said, you can't say anything impossible when it comes to Conor McGregor. There's a lot of money to be made, and when there's a lot of money to be made, like KG said, anything's possible. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm. I think it's a ploy still, you know, because I'm pretty sure, like I said, he's under some kind of contract with UFC. I don't know if he can just retire and, and go box without the UFC being a part of it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and, and just to <clears throat> just to put it in some sort of perspective for people, there was a back-and-forth jab uh, in the past with Conor McGregor and De La Hoya, and uh, – there's there's been shit where you know uh, Del Hoya gave a sharp response when asked about how he would fare against McGregor in a fight, and he he had said in this interview uh, by Steve Kim at ESPN, uh, and I quote, "Oh come on, brother, I'd knock McGregor out in two rounds." Del Hoya said on CBS Sports State of Combat podcast, um, because one thing about me is I always win for the kill. Oscar De La Hoya said. So your boy De La Hoya don't even think this one's going to see the third round, Will. Big line. Yeah, I don't, line. I don't think it would either. I don't think it would either. Oh you know, Floyd. <laughs> Stop it. You're trolling me right now, bro. <laughs> no, Floyd made it, made it, made it, you know, go longer than it needed to go. I think De La Hoya is a little more prideful, and he'll, he'll knock him out. Like I said, two rounds. Two rounds, that sounds feasible to me. Tom McGregor isn't a boxer, man. De La Hoya is the all-time, one of the all-time greatest. No matter how long old he is, that's ago, probably well, easy, easy work. Conor McGregor would knock Oscar De La Hoya the fuck out. He'd probably have to start calling for Canelo and reaching for a tag. Bro, he's 47 years old. He's not in shape. And we know that, you know, I'm not going to say, but I don't, man, I would love to see this fight. I don't care how much they would charge for this fight. I would pay to see it. And, you know, De La Hoya, just like those old fighters in the past, shit, over at OTG when I had my interview with Shane Mosley, 
He is still talking about a rematch with Floyd. These old guys just don't know when to give it up, bro. And for Delahoy to try to get into a fight with a guy who just won against uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone in fucking five seconds on UFC a couple months back. Oscar want to get in there with him? Remember, Willa, Dana said Connor hits like a fucking truck, quote, unquote. Delahoy don't want none of that smoke, brother. Man, like I said, De La Hoya, that's easy work. Conor McGregor isn't a boxer. All that <laughs> stuff he was doing to Floyd. Floyd was trying to make him look good to make it, you know, make the fight uh, pleasable for for the fans. That's all that was. <laughs> Mayweather could have got him out of there early. And De La Hoya do the same thing. And De La Hoya is a bigger dude also. So, you know. <laughs> It'll be easy work. And I would love to see I it. Love to I mean, see it. I, I would pay to see it also. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see it, man. That would have a hell of a buildup right there. And shit, who knows, man? I don't know how you do exhibition fighting or whatever, like how they're talking about Mike Tyson coming back at an exhibition fight. I don't know how the fuck they do that. But it definitely would be uh, have an exhibition type of a feel to it. Um, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it, man. I want to see it. I want to see Oscar De La Hoya get in there and get his ass beat. So uh, hopefully this one happens. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what. what I don't know. Oscar, he's probably walking around close to 200 pounds right now. Uh, it'd be a rough camp. It'd be a rough camp. But um, yeah, man. I think I think uh, we covered pretty much everything that was there. There's gonna be some pretty good undercards uh, on the on the card on the fight card this Tuesday. Um yeah man, boxing getting back in gear. Um Adrian Brown is still in the news and apparently he's sober now, so see how long that goes. Good for him. And um damn I I think that uh I think we're gonna be picking up but uh well is there anything that we uh, missed or anything you'd like to uh put on as we uh as we make our our full debut with the, the gruesome twosome yourself and me back here on the podcasting uh, universe, you know? we uh, Is there anything that we want to add into this? Uh, no, not really, man, but shout out to Ryan Garcia, man. I saw a little interview of his where he was, you know, talking about the plight of the black man out here in America, um, you know, putting his uh, two cents in about about what's been going on. Um, and with uh, the George Floyd murder and what's been going on with the Black Lives Matter movement that's been pushing uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, protesting and rioting. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Ryan Garcia doing his thing, you know, man of the people and, you know, making his name proud. I, I haven't heard a lot of guys talk about it, and it's uh, funny that Ryan Garcia is one of the guys that is talking about it, man. The Bieber of boxing. Yeah. Shout out to Bieber, too, because – he did the same thing. Who? The last part you said? No, I said the Bieber of boxing. Oh, Bieber you know, of boxing. Sh- My sh- bad. Yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah. I'll give you credit on that, man. I'll give Ryan Garcia credit on that because it has been kind of funny. A lot of boxers have been kind of quiet, which I thought was kind of strange. Um, a lot of people speaking up and speaking out. But uh, a lot of boxers have been kind of, it's been kind of crickets out there for some funny reason. Uh, so I will coincide and agree with and echo the sentiments that you say to Ryan Garcia, which we sh- we know I've shown no love to <clears throat> over the years. But 
And that's good for him. I'll give him props on that. Hopefully he's speaking his heart instead of speaking off a memorized, uh, memorized paragraph from a PR person, you know? So uh, we'll leave it at that. But um, Yeah, I doubt yeah, that. Man, and shout out to Wilder. <laughs> I, I forgot to – it just reminded me. I did want to play Wilder's little till this day poem. You know, Wilder has been seen again, uh, you know, speaking <laughs> out against what's yeah. been going on, did a little – a little, a little rap, a little battle rap type of type of style it seemed like, but uh, yeah, the till this day. So uh, yeah, shout out to Wilder, man, and <laughs> yeah. AJ too. So yeah, Wilder, AJ's in the street, you know. Yeah, I uh, seen that. What happened yeah. to AJ's leg? He had a big ass fucking leg brace on. What the hell did he do? Do you know about that? Because I seen when he was out there, looked like he had them. Uh, he looked like he had a full leg Stone Cold Steve Austin knee pad going all the way around. Or knee brace, I should say, but it was like all in his fucking leg. I, I was looking, I was gonna look at the comments of when I uh, seen that. Will, do you know anything about that? Because I was a little confused when I seen it. it. Looked like he got in a fucking motorcycle accident or something. No, no, I didn't. I didn't even notice it, so uh, I have to check check that out. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened out there. Anybody who's a UK boxing fan or an AJ protector know about that. Tweet at me and Willow. Let us know uh, at Willow the King at Showtime RC with a Y, not an I. Um, but yeah, check it out, bro. I mean, that's a big ass new brace. I was wondering, you know, what the hell happened there with AJ. But you're right. Shout out to those two gentlemen as they were out there speaking on it. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a crazy world we're living in right now. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, wondering what's going to happen next. We got uh, who knows what the final boss is going to be in December. But I know right now I'm very happy that. Uh, the bars and gyms will be back open, and California will be getting off this lockdown uh, coming up Friday. So good times ahead, good times ahead. But we'll have the coverage on Wednesday, which this is an odd preview show because usually Willard does the previews on uh, midweek. Uh, Willard will be uh, covering the uh, the aftermath of the fights on Wednesday over here at Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Since we'll be coming back to you guys um, real soon, so. Um, for myself and Willa, all the guys out there rocking with us, appreciate y'all, man. It's good being back. and can't wait to come back Wednesday and cover these fights that we spoke about you guys with. So, uh, speaking for myself in the San Joaquin Valley of Central California, Houston, Texas, and my man Willa, SoCal JP, Seattle, Seattle Simon, the Pacific Northwest, everybody, Janelle, New York. Hope y'all doing good, man. We are the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, and we'll be back sooner than later. Peace out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.